You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Cleary. Sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back here on the happy hour, just want to give a friendly reminder. Shout out to the Mets, first of all. Yeah, shout out to the Mets. <laughs> shout out to the Mets. Poor Mets. Um, I will also add that Rutgers ruined this song, but we can still play it because it's just one time a week that we play it. So yeah. Rutgers um, will Rutgers overplayed this thing during the football game last Friday night, but we can still play it one time a week on our show. Yeah, it's um, our hype song. I don't care. There's nothing wrong with it. It also gets us into the Friday mood, and I I want to say. That for the entire time that we've played this song, Nebraska's won that it's true. weekend. Ever since we've adopted it. So we got to keep it going. So get ready. Happy Friday. It's about time for the crossover with Mr. Eric Strickland. But first, we got to do this. So with that, we welcome in the Mr. Husker Hall of Famer, Eric Strickland. What's up, Strick? Yay, yay. You ready to do a radio show today? Man, are we are we doing something today? We're doing something today. Man, I'm just glad it ain't Rico. Rico be Rico Rico, listen, if we played the game, well, if, no, here's the thing. Let I me guess, tell you. I guess we know the answer to the Let question I was saying you. earlier, Nick. If we played the game see, this is why it's yep. Friday. Okay. If we play shootout with streak with Rico, bang, bang. it's a guaranteed loss. Really? Guaranteed loss. So I do not – I'm trying Maybe, to go out no, with no, no, a bang no, 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 no. today. No, it's not a guaranteed loss. It's just that I would hold you accountable for the questions that you answer wrong. Ah. I don't – I'm you not going to – answer questions just wrong? Because, just because you're a Husker Rico. Hall of Famer does not mean I'm going to show you any favoritism. You cannot I'm not, bend no, the rules. I am not Rico. like everybody else around here, all right? Rico I'm going to hold you accountable. Rico does not like my Euro step. I'm going to hold you accountable. He That's doesn't like my pump fake because you tra- Because you travel. <laughs> You travel, all right? Hey, well, good you, news. You either take an extra step or you slide, all good, right? Good news for you. You ever watch the league? Your boy, LeBron James. That's not my boy. My boy's, nah, my boy's mellow. He don't travel. Oh, gosh. He also he don't pass. Play. He also don't pass. <laughs> he he just scores, baby. Yeah. Uh, well, good news for you, not Strick. on a roster? All right, so once again, we're joined by the Husker Hall of Famer, Strickland, uh, Eric Strickland, for the crossover here on the happy hour. 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line. Got a couple things we got to get to here. But first, Rico made a statement, Strick, during the commercial <laughs> break. It was a that heresy made, statement. made me want to jump over this table and I don't want to say a death threat, but like strangle him. He wanted to, he wanted to hurt me physically. I did. I did. And, and here's why. We, we, here's the statement. You got to play that song. Well, on, that, on that statement, yeah. the song is Culture Club. Do you really want to hurt me? That's what he was saying. Baby. That was. Here's the deal. Want to Here's, make me cry. <laughs> Here's what Rico said. Ludicrous. That the Yankees are not a playoff team without Aaron Judge. It's true. That is the most idiotic statement. Why? Fake news. Why? The Yankees are going to be just fine without Aaron Judge. They are still a playoff team. They Maybe they don't have, have 99 wins. They wouldn't have been. They Remember that time when they were like 20-some games up, and then they struggled mightily, and then they were only up by three games at one point? Here's the deal. You, you learn how to win. And that was with win. Aaron Judge. You learn how to win. Okay. They would have had a winning record this season because they haven't had a losing record for all the time that I've known the Yankees. But uh, So Aaron Judge is the only call wouldn't have, they wouldn't have made the They wouldn't have made the playoffs with so, Aaron Judge this year. They, you know how many injuries they dealt with this year? 
John he was Carlo there. Actually he was played. There. He was there. No, barely. Remember we had John Carlo missed like a like, yeah I know. John Carlo missed like a month and a half. Well, that's every year. Aaron Judge missed ten games. I don't know. I I just think um, that he was, was there. That constant. was a stupid, <laughs> stupid. He was there constant. <laughs> that was a stupid, stupid take. Garrett and, Cole's been booty cheeks since the All Star break. Well, Garrett Cole might be bad. Ever since the whole spider tax stuff, Garrett Cole has not been Garrett Cole because he got it's caught. Been a struggle. I mean, that's he what got my, caught. Not caught. Necessarily. They brought up like four rookies this there, season there, to play there, in the outfield. There's also it's also great. Like Aaron Hicks has not been good. <laughs> no, Aaron Hicks has been Andrew garbage. Har got a trade. Aaron Hicks has been so bad that they had to trade for Harrison Bader, and Harrison Bader didn't even play, start playing for the Yankees until last month. Yeah, but your starting pitching was good enough that you traded away Jordan Montgomery for Harrison Bader. Well, it was, and then and then Garrett Cole sucked after the All Star yeah, break. You're right. So, um, I just wanted to I just wanted to bring that up. All right. So we Nestor ta- Cortez should be our ace, and even now he's he's out in the sixth inning. They brought in Lou Trevino, yeah. So who also has a great mustache. Okay, so I want to talk about this this state softball fiasco. Ooh. All right, because Strick, I was telling you about it earlier, yeah. and I I, I want to like. There's a lot of angles to this, and it's a very delicate situation. Yeah. Because when you're talking about high school sports specifically, you don't want to cross a line or cross a boundary, um, and be a little too, like too harsh. But there's also a, a conversation to be had about the integrity of the game. Especially on a big stage. And I will also add, so if you guys did not see the highlight, if you did not see the, the little video, it's all over Twitter now. The highlight, it's um, just the video. Yeah, it's just a video. Now all over Twitter. And basically the situation was it was Bishop Newman versus Malcolm High School in softball in the state softball tournament yesterday. And Bishop Newman ended up winning, but they were up 6-4 to four in the top of the 7th. And once again, like I said, Bishop Newman ended up winning, so it, it, it all this was, was for naught, basically. But Malcolm has runners on second and third, and uh-huh. they bunt the ball. Bishop, or excuse me, Malcolm bunts the ball. The, the The player at third scores, and the runner at second also scores on a bunt, mind you. Right. And on this bunt, the runner at second made a cut, intentionally missed third base yeah. on like purpose. On purpose by yeah, multiple Maybe feet. Maybe more. Very clearly missed the base, and. Clearly, and ended up, obviously, yeah, ended, clearly. ended up scoring, and the game for that moment was tied once again in the top of the seventh. And in high school softball, you only play seven. Well, here's here I'm, I'm going to pull this up on Twitter as well because I think there's important to add context to this, and this is where it kind of really gets delicate. So the coach for Malcolm has actually come out on Twitter. He and delete, the the tweet that the, you are about the, to reference has been deleted. It has been deleted. Idiocy, but there is a oh, lot and, of screenshots. And here's oh, yeah. this: there's a lot of screenshots, and this is exactly what the tweet says verbatim. I think it's important to say that word, word, for, word. word, word for word. This is not our words. This is us reporting. I Internet very, is undefeated. I, I want to be very clear about that mm-hmm. because, like I said, delicate situation. Yeah, I'm not going to say the name of the coach, but the coach says this: "Thanks for noticing a well-designed play." I appreciate the shout-out, and the umpire can't call anything unless appealed. Hearing great things about you at UNK, tear it up, and thanks again for noticing how well the girls executed. That is verbatim of what a reply to a tweet that featured the video said. And as somebody that played high school sports and that is involved, you guys know that I, I used to work at DBAT Lincoln. That's It's a baseball and softball facility here in Lincoln. That's, that's it. We talk about one of the big things has been integrity of the game. And nothing pisses me off more than in any sport, at yeah. any level, integrity of the game is compromised. And I'm not blaming the player, and honestly, not even blaming the coach. 
in a way I am. It also there's a couple angles. Umpiring needs to get better. Better. This folk this That's this horrid that this, they missed this that. is a blatant um and obvious example of how umpiring and officiating at the high school level specifically needs to get better. Just pause right there. Let's stay on that one. Yeah. How would they known if the if the umpire was not watching yeah. every aspect of that because there's a part of that base mm-hmm. running situation where if you in any point miss the bag, yeah. you can appeal the call. Exactly. How is it the, that you can miss so it that bad? Here, so there's a Yeah, part exactly. So and and with that the way that it need the, the there's there's so many fine lines and and certain situations that you have to and hoops you have to jump through Instead, to appeal a call. You should have everyone there to appeal right? a call. So you have it's they a three, have an extra three, that's what three I'm umpires. However, the home plate umpire in that situation is in charge for the third base. Uh-huh. The only way that they can appeal it is if Bishop Newman's coach can goes out and appeals it. Right. But if you're the Bishop Newman's coach, are you watching You're that? not watching yeah. a, a, a runner at second base thinking once On again bunch. that you are going to destroy the integrity of the game. Mm-hmm. And com- intentionally to- tell your player to skip third base in a state tournament. So you're not worried. You're not watching that. That's not your first thing. Now there is something to be said. Maybe the shortstop should have been like, "Yo, coach, wait a minute, wait a minute." Yeah. However, there's also a sense of shock because it's not something that you see. It's one of those things lot. where you probably saw. Now, it. They probably saw it and they're like, "Did, did I see that right? Did I, that? Did they really I, not?" I, I think it, I think it's also important. Important. We got this text in the first segment from an unnamed texter. Once again, I'll read this verbatim. Just for a point of interest, my daughter's team lost to Malcolm yesterday. It wasn't a close game, but one of the Malcolm runners did the exact same thing during their loss yesterday. She was showing me it on video. Said they do it a lot during the regular season too, so it wasn't an accident. So, so they're training a, the players to do that once again, and it's th- th- it becomes a conversation of leadership and integrity of the game, and there's something about respecting whether it's football, whether it's basketball. I don't, I don't care what sport it is. There are there are things that destroy. Once again, I say the integrity of the game, and I know it's a phrase I've been, I've used a lot, but this is why youth sports have a problem, and this is why problems come up in youth sports. Because you have certain parents responding, saying once again there was a response to the coach's tweet that said "love the strategic place." There's res- like there there are people, and this is the problem with youth sports. <laughs> I think that's a good and thing. I, as somebody once again, I, I feel like I have a unique perspective from my history at DBAT, where I see parents dealing with youth players every single day. And when I say that there are a lot of players, Aaron Davis talks about it almost uh, quite often as well, that. The and we can have a, a long conversation on it that we don't necessarily need to get into, but there's a lot of parents that force their kids to play, force their kids to practice, want them to play sports because they played sports, are disappointed and ruin relationships with their children because they're not good enough, mm-hmm. and that is horrible. Want them to play sports whether, because they didn't wh- play wh- sports. Whether it's whether it's unintentional, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Live vicariously through them. That's really good. And, and here's the thing. I, once again, nothing pisses me off more than when the integrity of the game, especially at this level, is compromised. 
so this is where you should be building up your players to respect the game the most and to to yeah, play the game at the at the most technical level just so that when they do get higher up in whatever sport they're playing if they decide to continue on past this level that they know how to play the game the right way exactly and they can, they can expand is, upon that them. is your job as a as a youth coach is to develop them both in IQ with whatever sport you're playing and on the field and off the field I suppose in all three phases so this is where there's been a problem with youth sports one there are parents and and individuals that are doing it not for Exactly. The love, as when I was coming up, it was just for the love or to really I, just work with kids. I would also add so, coaches live vicariously through their players. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Not just parents. Because um, a lot of coaches and parents also try to do some coaching now. Yeah. Right? Whereas they did that before, but it was just really for the love. But also what you're having is there's a lot of money involved mm-hmm. now. I mean, I remember t- uh, paying for my daughter's volleyball, travel elite national volleyball. And you're talking almost eight grand a year mm-hmm. just for them to be able to go in and play elite level yep. volleyball, even knowing that my daughter with her size and, and her set yep. was not going to play at the division one level. Mm-hmm. But parents are doing this for the love of their kids. And so so it's a big I'm it saying is. it to say it's a it big is. money business. It is. That's where the problem also exists, I think, is because it's so much money involved, mm-hmm. and when you're putting these teams together, all of the stuff that comes along with that, that some of these individuals are getting involved, not necessarily for the purity of the mm-hmm. game, but for the money of the game. And so I, I, I don't like that part. Now parents are even – it's gotten so bad because now parents are even – the vicarious part of it has become NIL bingo mentality. I'm trying to get them to the NIL. I'm going to do whatever it takes. If we've got to cheat, mm-hmm. we've got to sneak, if we've got to circumvent, whatever way, we're just trying to get them to the NIL. And that's and the sad part about we're, it. We're getting a couple uh, thoughts on the text line. I want to get these because I think it's important once again. I, 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 you can't blame the umpires in this situation, but it also brings up the idea. Uh, just it, it can bring up a conversation mm-hmm. of, the NSAA is looking for umpires. They're looking for people that yeah. care. Yeah. And, and so I thought it was important to say that like they are looking for people that care and want to actually make across a positive, the board across in all sports. All sports. So I think it's important. But in this specific situation, as Josh points out on the text line, you can't blame the umpire because he can't appeal for the other team. Mm-hmm. The other team has to appeal. But the bigger problem is that they were okay with cheating. Like, yeah. and once again, at the end of the day. It didn't. They did not win the game. So you want to use the phrase "ball don't lie." Like that's what happened. Bishop Newman won, and rightfully so. But it never should get to this point. I'm a former referee, and I, I'm going to speak to that point. I'm a former referee, and and I would say former because of all the stuff, the headache, the parents, mm-hmm. the coaches that you have to deal with on the circuit level. It is. It. I mean, obviously. There's not a lot of them, mm-hmm. and that's where the money comes in on the organizational level, not necessarily on the team level, on the organization. So, in essence, they're putting 160-team uh, tournaments together yeah. when they don't have 160 good referees. Yeah. In order. Yep. So then, as you get from the top tier down to about that eighth grade 
it starts Ninth getting grade, a little it gets a little questionable mm-hmm. and so then the hecticness the craziness the parents going crazy mm-hmm. because these young men don't know nothing they're just trying to get through a seven game set of the day tired yeah. can't walk barely can get up the floor so you're dealing with those aspects too. That's mm-hmm. where the money, that which, part comes which, into play. Yeah, I would say you seven games, those seven games in one day. That's a totally much. different story. That's yeah. that's something that should not be happening, regardless. Especially, even, especially with with kids that age. But even with like college kids, seven games in one. That's too much. Way too that's much. way too much to put it's, the stress on the body and and kind of going with the referee thing. I had friends in college who were were part time referees for some of the youth sports, and even then, you know, you're a college kid, you want to make some extra money. I had a bunch. I had a bunch of my friends end up quitting because they're like, "Look, the money's not worth having to deal with these parents on the yeah. sideline." Trying to one of my friends almost got in a fight with a parent because right. because of a call that they made. Right. Which is just it's what crazy. are you doing at a youth youth sporting event trying to fight a referee for doing their job? So back to this specific event or, or you know problem or conversation, Malcolm did release a statement that said Malcolm Public Schools is aware of this controversial play during a game at the state softball tournament. The situation is under internal investigation. Malcolm Public Schools will deal with the situation accordingly. So they're aware, mm-hmm. and, and we'll see what happens, and we might not ever hear and publicly hear, but I, every chance that we get, and, and it's specifically with myself, um, I, I think it was important to bring this up because it puts things into perspective about how far um, in youth sports specifically, whether it's at the t-ball level, whether it's at the select baseball and softball level, or at the high school level, I think it's important to uh, put into perspective on how far we've fallen, yeah. and how things are not um, yeah. in 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 perspective right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah. you can talk about, um, like I- I've used my story quite a bit, and I've told it multiple times on the air. But I'll, I'll say this: like I'm I'm thankful that I was my parents did the softball or baseball softball thing with me because here's the thing and I'll say it. I started out in junior saw dogs. It was, I was eight and nine years old. I did not need the competitive competitiveness at that time. I wanted to have fun at eight and nine years old, 10 years old. My coach emails, my parents like, Hey, Nick needs a more competitive league. I've taught him everything I've, I've learned or I, I can at that level. So I ended up playing select baseball with the Lincoln Sox. I had a great time. I found a team that was not necessarily the most competitive. We were, if you're a select baseball parent, you know, double A, triple A major level. I was in the double A, and but we found a great group of parents. We found a great coaching staff, and although we weren't competing at the national level, we were okay with staying there for the entire time. And I was thankful. I had I had buddies, friends, and I see now nowadays especially parents are quick to switch. The kids have great friendships, but the parents are quick to switch mm-hmm. teams. Mm-hmm. And here is the deer. Here is the deal. When the parents want to switch teams, that's where there's a problem. If the kid's not happy, that's a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. But the parents saying, "Come on, son. Come on. Come on. Let's let's switch teams because you're not getting enough playing time here." That's where there's a problem. Doesn't mm-hmm. build character. By doesn't the way, build character. Man. Doesn't mm-hmm. build accountability. Mm-hmm. And to just allow them to believe that they can just switch. Yes, mm-hmm. all those things. If you're not, learn, if you're still, not getting what you want, right. all you have to do is leave. Right. Yeah, that, that's all. You just walk away. And that's why the and transfer portal is like the way. It but is. that's totally Bingo. that's totally different from you know uh, the kid themselves. You know, not not the whole not getting enough playing time. But if the kid themselves believe like they're not having fun, it's not the same. Maybe they're not getting along with the players or the coaches. Yeah, that's different. totally different. Yeah. But if it's the player just saying, "I'm not playing enough. I want to leave," uh, it, I understand that to a certain extent. 
and that if stuff they go, happens. And if that they stuff go and happens. talk to the coaches, if they talk to the, you know the coaches and they they explain like, what do I have to do to get more playing time? If the coach doesn't have an answer, if they're just like, look, you're just not good enough, then maybe I'd understand them switching to a, to another team. Mm-hmm, but right. if it's just, well, look, if you want to get more playing time, you can do this and this and this. And then they're like, mm, I don't want to do that. Then they leave. That's a problem. That also works before you even get there, right? Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm also starting to see amongst these groups. The parents, look, you're in a certain school district. Mm-hmm. When we were in certain school districts when I was coming up, that's where you went to school. I mean, there was no yep. options of going somewhere else, right? The that's soft changed. recruiting and everything right? like that, yeah. There but now what you're having is these some parents are looking at the system that they should go to, and they're saying there's too many great players there. Yep. yep. Your skill set would fit there, but there's too many. You because you don't want to wait nope. and work through right and away. grow and compete, and so you go to some place where yeah, you're that guy, but you're not being tested. No, you're not being tried. So then you're getting your head beat in, and so your confidence doesn't get any better because you're in a program where yeah, you're the guy, but yeah. at the end of the day, your program sucks. So you're not really getting any better you're not really developing so you're just masking the issue that was already there and instead of developing growing getting better learning how to compete learning how to fight for the position learning how to earn it all of these things that are character building things it becomes a problem now because it's being masked and shielded and then you grow up and then when you really hit it at the next level because the competition at the at the lower level junior highest it's it's as wide as a freaking uh, as, as a freaking river, mm-hmm. right? Then you get to high school, it begins to shrink. It becomes a stream. Mm-hmm. And then it gets to college, and it freaking becomes a little waterway. Yeah. And then it just continues to narrow the strength, the, the abilities, yep. and all of them of the players. And you're not ready for it because you've been masking yourself and covering yourself from a younger I, age. I don't I, think it's I, good. I, and, and to build on that point, and we'll get out of here in a couple minutes because we got to get out to on the block and stuff. Um, but I thought this was a very important conversation to have, especially yeah. with a guy like Strick because, I mean, he's he's been there, done that, and I think it's very important to have. Um, and, and, and along with Strick's point right there, at whatever sport you, your, your, your child is participating in, here's the deal. You forcing them to practice – you forcing them to play, yeah. you forcing them to be in the in the gym for three hours, and and forcing them to basically, I'll I'll, I'll give a story, and this one broke. And I'll talk about my kids on the next segment this, when we this, come back. This one broke. Tell you how I did this mine. this one broke my heart. You can't force right. somebody to love something. Here, and, and along that point, there was a guy that there there was a fa- a, a son and a, and a father who came in. Um, that I've seen practice. They came in every single day. And one day, like every over the over the course of a couple weeks, I noticed that the player, who was probably fourth, fifth grade, just did not want to be there. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to talk to him one-on-one because they signed up for a lesson. And I was like, hey, man, like, you know, do you really want to play baseball? And he's like, nope. I want, I want, to, I want to be in school. I want, to, I want to study. I want to read. I want to play. And if there's a sport I want to play, I want to play tennis. And I was like, then why, wow. why are we here? And he goes, well, my dad makes me. And he goes, my dad tells me not to listen to my coaches, only listen to him. Oh, wow. And I was like, That's so then worse. why? I was like, so why are we, why am I why giving you, you a lesson? Why am I right. coaching you? Why yeah. am I here? Why are you here? And so then I had to have a conversation with the dad. Right. Mm-hmm. And here, the one thing that they have to realize, and I'm not saying every parent is, is to that extreme because there's a lot of good parents out there that understand it really well. And I don't want to take away from those either. But. You're not if, if you want your, your player to play at the next level, whether that's high school, whether that's college, whatever, you forcing them 
to play and participate in something that does not that they don't want to be a part of does the complete opposite from that. Does the complete opposite. Facts. Because if you force them and they look at it as a chore rather than a hobby, they are not going to want to continue it when they are on their own. It's not fun. It's not fun. Yeah. And, and it always that's ha- where no this matter- whole thing has gotten clouded. Yeah, no matter how much, you know, even when you become a professional and it is your job, it's still fun. Yeah. It's still fun. And when it doesn't become fun, that's when you see people retire. That's why exactly. I retired. It, that's it, really why I when retired. It, when it becomes when I didn't want a, dr- a drudgery. When it becomes a yeah. job, yeah, 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 that's yeah. when that's yeah. when the players, you see them, ju- yeah. they're just like, and, 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 I wasn't and, having fun. You How many times do you hear that? I wasn't having fun anymore. And in any facet of life. With the moment that that sports radio doesn't Even start, at work. Or, or, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. The moment yeah. that sports radio doesn't feel like it is, it starts feeling like a job. The minute that I look for or don't look forward to coming into work every single day, that's when you realize, okay, maybe it's time for a switch. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time. Time. Same thing with athletics, and you don't have to be playing at the professional level to understand that. Right. Right. And and it's just it it breaks my heart and it pisses me off. Going back to the the center point of this conversation, when the integrity of the game is compromised, and so um, that's good stuff. Man. I I think I, it's just it's crushing. It is crushing. Um, maybe we we'll continue this on the other I mean, side. Yeah, we because there's a because lot. I, I really I, I mean I can talk specifically about yeah, my kids exactly and how I spoke to them and and, so, and how we dealt with that. So yeah, let's let's go ahead. We're we're about forty five seconds away from ending the happy hour, which it's a little bit later. But once again, Strick and I will be on the other side for yep. for on the block. Rico, let's give our predictions. Go ahead, my man. Uh, I said Nebraska was going to cover. I don't even know what the spread is, 14. but I think it's I think it's going to be I think it's going to be like a ten point game. Okay, I think it'll be like thirty five twenty five. I I I want to say Nebraska I, like Nebraska has a shot to win this one. I, I don't want to like they they truly do. They're going to have to protect Casey Thompson. They're going to have to establish a running game, um, and, and their defense is going to have to step up, especially in the secondary against a, a happy passing team of Purdue. I think that they cut keep it close, and I'm going to say thirty one to twenty eight. Purdue gets the win, but it's going to be a 50-50 ball game all the way towards the end. We're done for today. Great conversation. We'll talk to you guys to, uh, on Monday. See ya. Adios.